Hello and welcome to Talking Talkies. We're your hosts, Benny and Mina, and thank you for joining us. So, if you are listening to us for the first time,、uh, the simple premise is that we talk about movies. We,、uh, ever since we started this podcast last year,、uh, we've been talking about movies that we enjoyed, movies from past years.、Uh, but this year, we are trying to switch it up, trying to do different types of episodes. So. Stay tuned. Keep following us. Keep listening to us, and give us some feedback. And also, happy new year! So, Mino, how are you feeling about the new year? I know we're just only like two weeks in, but how are you feeling about the new year? Any、uh, big plans or? No, Benny. I mean,、yeah. you know,、uh, it's not been a great twenty twenty three for me.、Um, so, for me, I just want twenty twenty four to be quiet. Like, I don't want any big events.、Yeah. I just want status quo. I just want things to be as is. I want a little more peace at work, so that I find more time to do my podcasts、yeah. and do my personal uh, hobbies. Uh, so yes, just I would like a quiet 2024. That's what I hope for. <laughs> Nothing more. Though I'm not sure the way the world news has started,、uh, where it's going to go. But let's hope. I mean, that's one of the nice thing about you know movies and TV shows. It's like a good escape. Yes. From everything else, like whatever you're dealing with on the personal front or what's whatever is happening in the world, I think one of the nice things about the movies is that it's a nice escape and into these watching these stories unfold,、yes. especially if they're made well, which we're going to、yes. talk about a few of them, especially from last year. In fact, that's what this episode is. So unlike what we've done in in the past, where we took one movie and then we broke it down.、Uh, This episode is all about talking about our favorites from 2023, and to be very clear, we're not talking about the best movies of 2023. We are talking about a very subjective thing that is our our favorites because we、yeah. haven't obviously watched all the movies,、uh, not even all the highly acclaimed films from 2023, but the ones that we watched. Which ones do we enjoy the most? So we made a both of us we made a top five, and we're going to walk through it. So let's get into it. All right, so we are going to jump into the meat of this episode, which is we wanted to talk about our favorite films of twenty twenty three. So I watched about sixty nine films in twenty twenty three, thanks to the help of Letterboxd, in which I keep track of all the films.、Um, I don't know if that's a high or a low number in general from previous years, but I get the sense that it's more than usual. Um, and honestly, overall, when I think about the films that I watched in twenty twenty three, there were quite a few good ones, but mostly movies that I didn't enjoy. So I don't know if that's a reflection of my tastes or just movies twenty twenty three movies in general. What was your take on twenty twenty three movies in general for you as a experience?、Yeah. So、um, I watched a lot more movies in twenty twenty three than I did in. Between twenty one, twenty two, twenty twenty. Also, because movies, we started going to the theaters much more frequently、uh, this year, with a lot of big blockbusters supposedly releasing. So you wanted to go watch them. Also, I felt this year, at least on the Bollywood side of things,、uh, I'm very like、I've, I think I've cribbed about this before. Is 
there's a sort i find a lack of bollywood a ta- lack of talent in bollywood in in terms of the quality on all aspects storytelling direction actor actresses music yeah. in the last 4 years there hasn't been a movie that just blew my mind away and i'm still waiting for that and because we started the podcast and we started rewatching i ended up rewatching a lot more films and i realized that oh my god uh 90s and 90s had really some really good movies and i'm like what's happened to bollywood why aren't we getting that but despite me cribbing like this i thought the um ott films uh that i watched were pretty good quality and again i have my reservations about the kind of production that comes out of netflix india uh this time surprisingly a lot of mm-hmm. movies i watched were on netflix uh, uh hindi movies and i really enjoyed them because they were different topics very good actors um uh that were there and i i quite enjoyed uh the streaming uh movies honestly the ott films a lot more than the ones i saw in the theater honestly all the hindi movies i saw in the theater were crap and gave me a headache and i'm like why did i waste my money on them <laughs> hopefully merry christmas changes that i'm going today for merry christmas so i i know it just released and i, I guess you'll yes. let me know yes, whether you enjoyed yes. it or not but yes um i haven't seen any i i know reviews are out but i've been avoiding them because i don't want Same. to know yet i don't want spoilers <laughs> i don't want spoilers but yeah. i think i kind of know the plot because i found on a reddit forum that the book that it is based off and the book is just 100 pages and it was i finished it in one sitting or uh, during the start of my new year and so i'm quite excited to see what shriram raghavan has done to that plot so it may not be so okay it may not be i feel like the shock elements may not be as much as andhadhun because you went in blind and now i know kind of what to expect but let's yeah. see um i have quite liked vijay setupati because i discovered him first time in 2023 when i saw farzi so i've heard about him but i had not watched him yeah. so i watched him in farzi then i went and watched vikram veda which i really liked i thought he was excellent him catching my attention over madhavan i definitely give them credit to vijay setupati for that so <laughs> i i really liked him yeah. uh, so i i want to watch him uh, in sri ram film uh, so yeah so yeah that's my take so i yeah. think my lot of my notable mentions will have um, streaming ott movies on it well let's start with that then before we get into our specific top 5 list what are the films that didn't make the or just missed the list for the top 5 <laughs> uh, quite a few actually and these are most of them were on uh, netflix uh, these are netflix releases there was friday night plan which stars babil khan irfan's son which is coming of age film about two brothers very nice very breezy watch there was mast mein rehne ka uh, jackie shroff and neena gupta an elderly lonely couple who become friends and how they overcome their loneliness and also there's a another younger couple from the lower strata of society struggling to make a living so it was quite contrast uh, in terms of the couples and their affection shown also it was nice to see mumbai in uh, the old mumbai style the girgaon the areas the not the posh and the plush mumbai the the one that makes you feel this yeah. nostalgic that was on amazon prime uh then there was 
सावित्री शिंदे का वायरल वीडियो वेरी रेलिवेंट वेरी गुड निमरत कौर वॉज एक्सलेंट ऑन नेटफ्लिक्स एंड इट है and uh, i uh, it had two good very good marathi actors in that uh, film so who did very good uh, one was the who played the sub inspector and subodh bhave plays the daughter a uh, father of the daughter who goes missing and he was excellent uh, and subodh's movie is in my top 5 of the year uh, so and i really like him as an actor and there was very start of 2023 i watched these bheed and afwa again very relevant bead was on the migrant worker crisis during the covid in india and afwa is how rumors mm-hmm. go viral on social media and what implications it has for you so uh, bead had rajkumar rao and pankaj kapoor afwa had nawazuddin um, and bhumi petnekar so i thought short films like 2 hours under 2 hours uh, pretty pretty good stuff uh two other films which i didn't obviously didn't catch in the theaters because they didn't release here in uk uh was three of us and um dhak dhak um uh, very nice three of us is about a woman who's go- who's diagnosed with dementia goes back to her childhood home to resolve uh, her trauma and uh, dhak dhak is about four women from different age groups go on a biking uh trip uh Excellent, Ratna Patak Shah was okay. smashing in the movie. So yeah, quite nice. All on Netflix. A must me, Raneka is on Prime, uh, and there was uh, Air. Again, I missed watching Air in theaters, but it was on Prime, and I watched it. And Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were back, and it was great to watch them together. <laughs> so that's my lot of notable mentions. But yeah, it was a good year, I think, for OTT films. So that was a very Hindi movie heavy, heavy, very list heavy. Yes, I watched mentions. a lot of Hindi movies this time. <laughs> I didn't watch any of the films, any of the Hindi films that you mentioned, but I did yeah. watch Air. Um, I liked it. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I liked I, it. It wasn't what I would call like an amazing film, but it was no, kind no. of a simple premise based on a true story. Had a great cast. Cast, okay, you know, cast. you yeah. mentioned Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, but there was Viola Davis. Yes. Um, there was Chris Tucker. And, oh yes, sorry, yes, yes, uh, yes. Jason Bateman. So there was like a really good, really good cast. cast. You know, cast. some of them with really small roles, but they really did well. It was like a one-time nice breezy watch for sure. So. Yeah. We wanted to go catch it in the theaters, but somehow we missed it. So then we said, and it came on streaming pretty quickly. I think after the release, so we we're like, okay, what the hell? We just watch it on streaming now. But I liked it. I would recommend people to watch it. It was nice. Well, I'm almost afraid yes. of sharing my movies going forward, including my why? Um, why? But here goes. <laughs> you'll find. You'll find out. You'll find out. I think uh, I know well, which all, one is in it. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, I'll start with. Uh, I just picked five notable mentions because, like I said. uh there were more movies that i didn't particularly enjoy or love uh so it was kind of easy to trim down the list so well, i'll start with the a tamil movie called dada it's it was made by a debutant filmmaker starring like mostly unknown faces uh very simple premise it it, it talked about like a single parent in this case like a single father uh raising his child and it it, it was very it was very well made there was a lot of humor in it um and for me one of the things that stood out was how in contrast to 
films, Indian films in general, like the ones that kind of are blockbusters, right? Like, you know, all the action heavy, violent films. Um, there was none of that. It was just like a relationship based comedy uh, drama. And, you know, you left, you know, once you watch the film, it just makes you feel good about life yeah. and just happy for the people in the film, like the characters in the film. So uh, that was one of the first movies that I watched in 2023. And I really liked it. Having said that, I'm also a sucker for action films and violent action films. So there was uh, another Tamil film called Leo, which stars one of my favorite uh, Tamil film actors, Vijay. Yeah. Yes. Um, And it was it actually was a huge blockbuster, one of the biggest blockbusters. Not not only did well in India, but it did really well in the U.S. too. Where for a brief day, or I think it was like a day or two days. It actually beat out Killers of the Flower Moon in ticket uh, collections really? like here in the U.S. It was actually, it made news. Like it actually appeared like on Variety and Vanity Fair. Like they all tweeted about Leo beating Leonardo's <laughs> film. And I was like, what universe am I living in right now? Uh, so, but did it, it beat Rajini's film? Did it beat Rajini's film? Because Rajini's uh, film also released this year, didn't I'm, it? Yes, yes. Uh, I'm not sure the final numbers. At one point, I think it was very close to overtaking it, but I'm not sure if it eventually did. I don't have that latest information. Uh, but as a movie, I did watch it in the theaters here in the US, and I just loved it because I love the actor, and it was a very quintessential... Uh, it was a mix of like Hollywood action, uh, which uh, the director, Lokesh Kanagaraj, he loves, uh, to emulate in Tamil cinema. Like he, along with just, uh, Vijay is known for like that typical Indian macho hero uh, kind of film. So it was kind of like a good blend of both. And I just liked it. Uh, mm. It was an unofficial remake of this Hollywood film. Um, and, you know, it was, it, it, I, I liked it. It wasn't like a perfect movie. It wasn't like great, great, but I had a great, experience watching the film in theaters and you know that's what i go to theaters for i want to go there and have a great time and this movie did that yeah and in a similar vein was another movie i went and watched in the theater uh this is the one that i'm afraid to mention (laughs) i had a great time it it featured one of my favorite actors from bollywood (laughs) it had amazing action set pieces amazing music some good songs (laughs) good looking people uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not uh, ashamed to say I enjoyed Jawan. Um, <laughs> I, I loved watching the film. <laughs> I watched it in theaters, and then when it came on streaming, I watched it again. So, oh my god, Benny, you are uh, such a you are such a Shahrukh Khan fan. Only a Shahrukh Khan fan can watch that movie. It's my am. conclusion. So you have to be a Shahrukh Khan fan, exactly. And, and you have to be your uh, the the South Indian action film kind of fan okay where it defies logic completely which and there are slow-mo scenes i mean which is it's why... taking forever <laughs> to execute <laughs> <laughs> see listen which is why it's a perfect <laughs> movie for me because it just tapped into everything i like about these indian masala films yeah. you know where 
you know, the same things that you mentioned, like the slow motion shots, like there are birds flying in the air as the hero makes an entrance and he's like saving the people. And then, then they switch to some amazing locales with these song and songs and dance. And you know what? That's just what Bollywood in general has been for the last few decades. And has struggled to do good movies. Uh, <laughs> and the hero doesn't die despite the getting, hero doesn't, I don't know, four or five bullets oh. in his chest. And being dropped off a helicopter, well, but he doesn't die. He doesn't die. Listen, and I'm like, what is going on? I don't want the hero to die. I don't want the hero to die. I don't think any of Shah Rukh Khan's fans want him to die uh, at any point in the film. So I'm completely fine with that. But yes, it, it didn't make my top five. But it was definitely one of the films that I enjoyed as a moviegoer uh, in the theaters. And again, even on rewatch, like a few months later, I was like, you know what? Whatever Mino says, I like this film. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying this one. So, so it took me. I, I basically I was like, okay, what's the hype about Javan? I have to see it. So obviously, when it came on streaming, I said I'm going to watch it. It took me three days to watch the movie, and I'm like, why is it playing on 0.5x? Why is it in slow motion? If you take away the slow motion <laughs> uh, scenes, the movie will be over in an hour. Okay, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Anyhow, but I guess that's what people look for and they enjoy. And okay, <laughs> but it gave me a headache. I was like, oh, again, I it's all not. subjective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, ah, oh, no, sorry. Also, I am getting quite, um, I don't know. So, Shahrukh Khan has done this in Dunkey also and in Javan, this de aging thing they are doing to his face. Which yeah. makes it just look very awkward or odd, to be very honest. And I'm like, yeah. he's 57, yeah. just let him play, get a younger actor to play his role, whatever. But uh, yeah, that that is what is getting to me as well. I'm like, he doesn't look normal <laughs> like he should. Anyway, also the funny part of where Bollywood <laughs> continues to have actresses who are younger than the actors play their mothers. I'm like, great. Riddhi Dogra is probably in her, I think. Yeah, that was one of the few 30s? things that was just very distracting for me. I was like... Uh, She's kind of big mother to Shah Rukh Khan, okay, I guess some 16. things will never change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Shefali Shah uh, was six years younger well, to Akshay Kumar played his mother in Vakt. And I'm like, what are you on about? So this is how it is. So yeah, Bollywood yeah. doesn't change. That's okay. Anyway, which others, Benny? Yeah. Well, rounding out my notable mentions are two movies, uh, two Hollywood movies, and both very, very different in their scale, uh, but highly, highly entertaining. Uh, one was Barbie, which is obviously one of the movies of the year, uh, yeah. both in terms of being like a blockbuster experience, but also just in a thematic um, uh, exploration of the whole yeah. dynamics between men and women in today's society. Yeah. But also just was entertaining to watch, you know, just the yeah, humor, um, just the whole Barbie ambience of the film. So great comedic performances, fun story, all of that. So I enjoyed it uh, and surprisingly enjoyed it more than, you know, some of the more serious films like Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon. So I, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed that a lot. It didn't make my top five, but it was definitely one of the movies that I enjoyed the most. And then the last one, notable mention. I don't know if you've heard of this movie. If you have not, you should just watch it once, okay? It's called Cocaine Bear. No, I haven't. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. <laughs> it is a ridiculous, it is a ridiculous film. It's based on a true story, but 
only a small portion of it uh, is based on a true story. The rest is all imagined and kind of dramatized. It's a comedy. Is this, is this it stars Adam some really funny actors. Adam Sandler? No, 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 no. no. Oh, maybe uh, I'm mixing up. Sorry. Yeah. No, this is uh, Carrie Russell. The actress from The Americans. She's, oh, I, I uh, love Carrie Russell. One of the lead actors in this. I love yeah, her. Yeah, so she and, uh, uh, oh man, what's the other actress's name? I can't remember. She was in The Americans as well. Uh, so it's kind of like a reunion for them. And actually, Carrie Russell's husband Margo is Martindale. in a small cameo as well. Him, Margo, Margo Martindale. Margo Martindale, yes. She's in she it. She was in Americans. Um, Who's the lead actor again from the Americans? Uh, Carrie Russell's husband her, in real her life. Her husband. And oh my god, life, he also played Darcy as well. Oh my yeah. god, a price. No. Oh, how can he, I so he's in the film. In a Matthew Reese. Hilarious Matthew role. Matthew exactly, Matthew Reese. Uh, he's hilarious. So I don't even want to spoil what the premise of the film is. I will let you okay. discover it if you want. Uh, okay. But Cocaine Bear was one of the films I just. It's very hard to find true laugh out loud films these days. You know, most films, they can get a chuckle out of you, but they don't really make you like laugh out loud. And this is one of the few movies that did. It's actually okay. directed by Elizabeth Banks, who's obviously known more for her acting. But uh, this was yeah. just great work as a director as well. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my notable mentions. And uh I know so it might be controversial, but I liked it. Uh, I like them all, so we can get into the. Wasn't top Elizabeth five Banks in Scrubs? And what we'll do with. I remember in Scrubs, Elizabeth Banks. She, she was, was in Scrubs girlfriend. as a guest role. Yeah, yeah she, guest later role. seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's been in Pitch Perfect. And a few other comedies over the years, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but she's known for that. And Hunger Games, and she just, sh- uh, but great work as a director on this film. Yeah, yes, but she was wonderful in Hunger Games <laughs> also. She was quite fun in that. Yeah. All right, shall we get into our top five? Yes, let's do that. Yeah. What is your fifth pick for your, your favorite films? Again, to clarify, these are not what we consider the best movies. These are no. our personal favorites. Yeah, it's essentially I enjoyed watching them a lot. And I think I might go rewatch them. That's my premise of putting them in my top five. Yeah. One of them, I have two of them I've already rewatched. And the purpose of this is to give our listeners some recommendations. If they haven't checked it out, uh, go check out these movies because, you know, there are so many movies these days from across the world. And you may have missed out on some really quality films. So if you haven't... Yep heard any of these films or thought about checking it out, but never did. Uh, these are our personal recommendations to our listeners to go check out as well. Yep. So my on number five was uh, Tetris, uh, where Taron Egerton, whom I like since Kingsman days, was placed the central character. And this is actually based on a true story of how Tetris became the big game that it did. And it was invented in it was created by a programmer in russia and then to get it to us and then make it as big as it became that's what the movie is about i don't want to give too many details i think people should go watch it fantastic uh egerton is just superb in the film it keeps you on the edge and uh we really enjoyed it uh 
throughout every minute every dialogue of the movie was fun uh, to watch so yeah you should people should watch it if they've not heard about it it was on apple tv so i don't know if it released in the theaters but we watched it on apple tv i think it's an apple tv original film yeah i saw the previews here in the us and it looked very promising and very it, good, to me it well seems done. like the kind of film that me and my wife well, would watch together. So uh, yeah. I, I think I'm going to give that a try. Give it, give it. And um, it, like I said, it keeps you on the edge throughout. So you're not, you, you don't even want to go. So when, if I had to take a break, we're like, wait, pause, like cannot. We literally didn't budge <laughs> from our seats. And if we had to, it was paused. So yeah. immensely enjoyable, immensely well done. Uh, I just don't know why it's not got the buzz that it deserved. Uh, but I highly recommend it to uh, people to watch. Perfect. My number five is actually a Tamil film called mm-hmm. Jigger Thunder Double X. Um, this is a film that was directed by one of the most exciting directors in Tamil cinema. His name is Karthik mm-hmm. Subaraj, uh, who actually directed Rajnikanth a few years ago and probably made one of Rajnikanth's best films in the mm-hmm. last decade. Uh, this film stars... Uh, veteran actors i guess at this point i guess we can call them veteran actors uh raghava lawrence and sj surya and the you know in in imdb the description for the film is really one line in 1975 a filmmaker agrees to collaborate on a film with a gangster who wishes to become a famous actor oh it's a very (laughs) this line is simplifying this movie in such a dramatic way because it's so much more than that. Uh, So this is actually, quote unquote, a spiritual sequel to the director's uh, previous film, which is just called Jigger Thunder. And uh, the reason it's called a spiritual sequel, even though it is set in a time period before the first film, uh, you have to watch the film to truly understand why it's uh, called a spiritual sequel rather than a prequel. Um, It is a celebration of films. You know, this film is a celebration of films, uh, but it is set in the backdrop of, you know, a village who is seeking a savior, a man seeking a redemption, and another man who is kind of rediscovering his purpose in life, essentially. And I liked it because it had so much humor. The music is amazing. Uh, Some amazing visuals. And the ending is not something you would expect because it's not a completely victorious kind of ending. Um, It's got a very, uh, it's got something for everyone is how I would say, you know, the ending uh, has, it'll satisfy you in different ways, I guess. It's It's the best way I can say it without spoiling the film. And I really don't want to, because I really hope more and more people watch this film because the kind of films that have become big hits in the past year are all these big action films or uh, films starring big stars. And so films like Jigatana Double X can kind of go under the radar because they don't have the biggest stars. Right. And uh, it didn't make as much money as probably some of the other films. But it's something that, you know, you watch it and you'll be so glad you did because if you're a movie lover, you will just uh, enjoy uh, just a different way to celebrate cinema and in the process you get entertained so highly recommend this film um it's it's streaming on netflix right now and 
And what we'll do too, we will include links uh, in the show notes for yeah. the films, either IMDb links or our streaming links. So streaming if people want to check yeah. it out, they can go and they check can. it out. So out of curiosity, because Jigar Thanda uh, means very different in Hindi. What does Jigar Thanda mean in Tamil? Isn't that like a drink? Is it? Jigar Thanda, like if I, I go with the literal so. translation, <laughs> <laughs> by the literal translation yeah. is Jigar means heart, Thanda means cold. So cold, Jigar Thanda, my heart has become cold. I'm just trying to understand what does that mean in Tamil or is it? You know what? Um, it's not referenced directly in the film at any point, like the title. Oh. But I okay. vaguely recall from watching an interview with the director, I think he does mention something like what you said, like the hot and cold part of it. Okay. Uh, okay. So it is the so I don't want to say like for sure. Yes. Yes. It's okay. not like a uniquely Tamil word or anything like that. Okay. No. Okay. 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 Yeah. Fine. Okay. Fine. All right. Number four. Mine was a musical fantasy, uh, which was Wonka which tells the uh, origin story of uh, Roald Dahl's most famous, uh, Charlie and <clears throat> uh, uh, the Chocolate Factory, right? That's Willy Wonka, the character, his origin story. Uh, I'll be uh, very shallow and <laughs> be honest. I went, uh, my friend asked me, do you want to come for Willy Wonka? And I said, well, it's a Timothy Chalamet film. Of course, I want to come and watch. And then it had the cast, which was <laughs> Hugh Grant <laughs> as, Lu what, is, what are those characters called? Loompa, Oompa, I don't remember now. Oompa Loompas. Oompa um, Loompas, yes. And there was Olivia Colman. There was Rowan Atkinson. And I'm like, look, I'm a sucker for musicals. Uh, it looked very pretty that he had, uh, the the whole trailer that made the film look very pretty. And I'm like, yes, of course, the cast is great. There's Timothy Chalamet on your screen for three hours. Who doesn't want to watch? So we went. And actually, the film was really good, uh, Benny, because it, it talks about this uh, poor guy wanting to come uh, and sell his chocolates. And obviously, there are the established uh, industrialist uh chocolate makers who don't want him to take over or don't want him to enter their uh, monopoly. And uh, it talks about a bit of a corruption and how uh, the police corruption and how it's, again, uh, quite a reflection of the capitalist society that we live in, how the rich become richer and the poor don't get any chances. <laughs> but, well, it's um, um, it, it's got a very, very uh, a good cast. So, I enjoyed it. The music and the songs are very nice. It's beautifully shot. I think uh, if you have kids, you should definitely take them to watch it. Uh, we 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 set up. Is this a prequel with... to? It's a prequel. The original to... film. Yes, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's the origin of how Willy Wonka became. So he became. So um, I haven't watched Wonka, but I did watch. Hmm the the Charlie original Charlie. film and i it's one of my wife's favorite films and i always tease her because the movie there is a movie there's so many scenes which i'm like is this a kid's movie like it's, I, I i i can't grasp like how this is such a big very evil deal about family because they sh <laughs> the kids are almost like shown to be i don't know if they are actually dying uh but it's just Kind of scary uh, yeah. at certain parts, and I'm like, I don't know, if this is a kid's film or should be a kid's <laughs> film. Um, and I have some strong thoughts on the grandpa in the original film too. Uh, anyway, so yeah. 
when I heard that the Timothy Chalamet was acting and so I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to watch it. I'm not sure if I would buy him doing this role. Um, but my wife is That's... kind of leaning towards wanting to watch it eventually. She so she should. I guess we're kind I of think... split on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go. Um, if your kids were a little L elder like five six seven i would have said yes definitely or they would have enjoyed it as well we went with two teenagers and both of them were like they enjoyed the movie of course but they couldn't figure out why um uh, their mom and me were gushing so much over timothy chalamet and really you should be gushing over him not us what's wrong with y'all <laughs> but they have different tastes i guess but no, all of us went and we had a great time right. and um, it was much needed uh, at that point. So I really enjoyed it uh, because again, I went with minimal expectations, uh, which is why I think I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, my number four is a Canada film. And for people who are not familiar, Canada is a language um, that's spoken by people from the state of Karnataka in South India. And honestly, I haven't watched a lot of Canada films in my life. Um, I can probably think of a handful over the, you know, decades. Uh, but this movie, I heard a lot of good buzz and a lot of people are recommending it on social media. And uh, so this movie is called Sapta Sagaradache Ello, Side A, which is essentially making it like part one of part two. Um, I got the, or the first movie in a two-part uh, series. And it was directed by Heyman Rao and starring Rakshit Shetty and Rukmini Vasant. Now, I didn't know what to expect. All I was told is it's a beautiful love story. I, I've read about it. Um, it's because of the plot I didn't watch it because I don't know if I have the mind space to watch a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the first part of two, and so there you you don't know how the story will unfold in the second one. But yes, it does have tragic elements to the story. Um, so uh, let me tell the description of the film for those who may not be familiar. So Manu and Priya hail from a middle class background and fall in love. When circumstances land Manu in jail, his relationship with Priya is put in jeopardy. Um, like you alluded to, yes, this is not a straightforward, breezy, romantic love story uh, or a romantic comedy. Um, there were a lot of times while watching this film, I was like, why are you doing that? Or why are you choosing to do this? Why are you choosing to say that? You know, like choices that people make, it was just like, no, don't do it. But at, at the same time, if they don't make those choices, then we don't have a movie. You know, <laughs> so I always True. remind myself of that. Uh, True. But yes, it's it's a tough, it's... It's 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 kind of hard to watch uh, sometimes just because it's you're like man this would have panned out differently if the character didn't make this decision. Uh, but what I enjoyed about the film was well first and foremost it was a love story and like I mentioned earlier we live at a time where you know action movies are you know that's what everybody wants so once in a while when you come across a good movie that's not you know action and it's well acted, the story, the music, everything clicks in place. And and I think I mentioned this on previous episodes, any movie where at the end of the movie, I'm still thinking about it or still thinking about the movie like for days after I've watched it. That to me is a good movie. That to me yeah. is 
a movie that has had some impact on me, even if it's only like for a few days. And I just loved how this movie, and I haven't watched the second one yet. The second one is out, but I haven't watched that yet. But just based on what I watched, it reminded me of some of the really good romantic films that I watched. Obviously, I'm, I don't really love kind of like tragic romances. One of the reasons why I haven't watched Devdas, for instance. Yeah. But this movie to me was where you identify with the characters, you identify with their motivations and why they kind of make the decisions they do. Even if you don't agree with it, you kind of, you get it. You get why they're doing yeah. that. So I don't know if you, if you like romantic movies, uh, you, you should give it a try at least once. Uh, yeah, you might feel really sad at certain points in the film, yeah. but it almost makes it even more impactful in that way. Okay. Because I, I, I heard about this again on some YouTube review or something like that, and people were really praising it. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember uh, one reel on Instagram that Karan Johar called it his favorite film. So I was like... Uh, is Karan uh, actually okay. praising somebody else's work? Uh, <laughs> but um, then I went and checked out the Art is like trying to get ideas for his next film. Yeah, possible. So I then went and checked out the plot and I'm like, oh my God, it sounds really tragic. I'm not in the mind space to watch it right now. So I've parked it. And maybe four or five months down the line, I will pick it up because it's so sad. I just feel <laughs> when people just don't get to be with the love of their lives, I feel like really bad about those bits so yeah maybe some other yeah. time but yeah i i've heard good things about this film as well okay so until until uh, 31st december or rather first jan um this was my number two and then the movie okay. which will be on number two crept in very very uh, <laughs> just about edged it um uh, simply because of how happy 12th fail made me but uh, so number three is actually uh, my Marathi film called Varavi. Uh, Varavi for the users, uh, for the listeners who don't understand Marathi means termite. And in Marathi films, I have never seen and I watch a lot of Marathi films and I've watched a lot of them since I was a kid. Uh, I've never seen a black comedy genre being attempted. Uh, so Varavi and I immensely enjoy black comedy. Like you can take Fargo or Cohen Brothers movies or you take, uh, there was Ludo in Hindi. So I immensely enjoy this genre and Varvi was just perfect uh, uh, a film and it was quite short, one and a half hours or one hour, 40 minutes, something like that. It was very crisp, very taut script, constant twists happening, funny characters, sarcastic uh, dialogue. And uh, Subodh Bhave is, uh, plays one of the central characters. So essentially the premise is that uh, the husband played by Swapnil Zoshi, another good actor in the Marathi film industry, is having an affair and uh, he wants to uh, get rid of his wife. Now he doesn't know how to do it and she has some mental health issues and she's depressed, she's uh, under depression uh, and uh, she's taking psychiatric treatment as well. And Subodh Bhave plays her psychiatrist. And so he plots uh, to kill her in a very weird, in, in a very different way that you can't even imagine with his girlfriend who's a dentist. And obviously it doesn't go to plan because 
an unanticipated twist, an unanticipated character comes in their way of their plot. And then uh, the psychiatrist, the husband and the dentist are all caught up in trying to uh, get rid of the wife for different reasons. It's and then obviously the journey and they just it gets worse and worse and worse where there's just one murder committed, but it ends up in becoming more than one murder. So it's quite interesting, uh, the plot. And the best part is the ending. So I'm not going to give anything away. Otherwise, why will people go watch this film? If those who are in India can watch it on Z5, it's streaming on Z5. And I think if US and UK, also these apps are available. So if people want to get one month trial, those free trial, just watch it, watch this film and uh, you can then switch off uh, your subscription but highly recommend it's really subodh bhav is excellent in the film he cracked me up all the time uh, and i loved it i watched it again uh, at the during the new year's break and even my husband had not watched it and we just loved it so highly recommend this film you know you mentioned this movie to me uh, yeah. <laughs> very early on after we started the yes. podcast you yes, know you yes. were talking about this film um so we, we might end up doing an episode on it like an entire episode yeah. on this film eventually so once i watched it that i think we should uh yeah. talk about this i film. was and the director um, of the film actually uh so parish mokashi has got quite a great filmography he directed harish chandrachi factory which is also another great movie uh benny it was on netflix for a long time i don't know if it's there now and it actually won the national award and it won a lot of awards um it is about the first filmmaker in india and uh the second mm -hmm. one is um elizabeth ekadashi uh about two kids and their bicycle uh so it is a really sweet child kids movie but a lot of good messaging so i quite like Parish Mokashi's uh, filmography. So when I saw that, oh, it's his film, ah, definitely I'm going to watch it. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's definitely on my list for this year <laughs> to watch. Uh, my number three is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You know, when we came up with this idea uh, to do this episode, at that point, this movie was actually my top movie. Um, that we were going to talk about but then mm. later i realized oh wait these two other movies are there too so it was kind of <laughs> tough the top three are really tough uh but i would put this at three so uh the storyline is miles morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat miles must redefine what it means to be a hero now if you aren't familiar with comic book uh comic book films marvel you might be like what am i talking about <laughs> you know um it's an animated film it was actually made uh under the banner of sony uh with obviously some of the marvel characters uh primarily spider-man um uh, it the best thing i can say about this movie why and this is the second movie in a trilogy the third one is yet to be released and the first one which came out a few years ago both of them are so visually striking yeah. coupled with some amazing music and really the storyline and the visuals are stuff that you can only see in an animated format because in yeah. you know like a live action format it won't work out and it'll probably be way too expensive to recreate it all um for me a good movie has to have like a good story exactly and yeah behind 
behind all the dazzling visuals, behind all the soaring, you know, musical scores, it's alt and be behind all this superhero concept. It's ultimately the story of this young boy, uh, or I should say, kind of young man who's becoming this young man, his relationship with his family and his, you know, he is developing a relationship with his girl, but also wanting to contribute or wanting to do something great, wanting to help people. It's a very, very simple story. And the way they elevate it in this format is just so good to watch. And I did something for this film that I've never done for any other films, which is uh, I wasn't able to catch it in theaters when it came out. So I was waiting for it to drop on streaming. And then I saw that it was available on Amazon Prime to rent or buy. I went ahead and bought it. Even though I knew it was going to come up on streaming eventually, I was like, I need to purchase this and watch it immediately. And so that's, I've never done that for any other film. And so that's like a, you know, huge credit to the film. You just, uh, and I think this is actually, yeah, I think this is one of the films that most people would have heard of or watched. So I don't think I'm, I'm probably preaching to the choir, but it's definitely something that's it stands out because for one, it's an animated film and uh, it, it's also a Marvel, you know, like characters from the Marvel yeah. universe. And again, that's like, I'm a huge Marvel fan. So that to me was why I loved it. Uh, I'm still surprised that it didn't win uh, the best animated film mm. at uh, the Golden Globes. But I think Maybe that actually makes this. me more intrigued to watch it might, but it also makes me intrigued to watch the the film The Boy and the Heron, which actually won. Um, that uh, so I'm waiting on that as well. But yes, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is number three, uh, an amazing film that I will probably end up rewatching quite a few more times in the coming years, uh, and especially when just before the third one comes out, I'll probably be rewatching it. So we love the first one. We again we missed it in the theaters, the second one. And uh, my husband's a big fan, so he was like, "Oh, we missed it." And now mm -hmm. it just—you said you'll watch it, you'll watch it, and you just kept somehow not intentional, but we didn't end up watching it. But it's so much on our radar to watch it. So yeah, maybe one of the weekends we'll catch up uh, on this one as well. Yes. So like I said, Varvi would have been my number two or film of the year, <laughs> but uh, I happened to watch. 12th Fail, uh, which is a Vidhu Vinod Chopra film starring Vikrant Masay, again, based on a true story of how a, a young man from the village of Chambal uh, came on to, through his journey to crack the IAS and the civil services examinations in India and goes on to become and cracks the exam to become an IPS. And the whole film is about his struggle. Uh, his righteousness, uh, his uh, principles, how he doesn't bend, how he doesn't borrow money, how he doesn't succumb to uh, temptations and with a single-minded focus uh, to crack the exam. And uh, he comes from a reserved category. So they get four attempts to crack it and he cracks it in the fourth attempt. Um, and it's, it's a true story. And there's also a love story uh, in the film. And I think I was just blown away by Vikrant's uh, honest portrayal of the character and the sincerity he brought to the role. And it's a very heartwarming, inspiring film. Uh, it makes no commentary about uh, 
whether the civil services are relevant, why are they still there? Uh, there's so much bureaucracy. Ultimately, only the IIT and IIMs guys uh, make it. And I guess that's true. A lot of uh, the top schools, uh, people coming out of top schools will probably have an easier path to if they choose to become IS and IPS. But the fact that uh, this was, a, this is a story of an underdog, right? Uh, and I felt that everything and anything that life can throw against you is thrown at him. And not once does that deter him from his ambition and from his aim to uh, get through this exam. I think when I watched, and I watched it at a time where I, I like I said, I have 2023 wasn't a great year for me. And when I watched this film and I saw that, I was like, what am I cribbing about? Uh, <laughs> we are so privileged <laughs> in life. And <laughs> that guy's struggle was just, just staggering to watch. And the fact that not once does he think that he can't overcome it. He is so positive throughout. Right. I, I don't know. I would have broken down, honestly. And um, it hit home. Uh, and it probably, uh, I, I felt a little more attached to, the, uh, to it than many others would. Is uh, Benny, at one point in my life, I had uh, ambitions to pursue the civil services and give the exams. And for whatever reason, life got in the way. And I didn't have the courage. And I didn't take it. And I just chose the safer option, which is a cushy job. <laughs> And um, yeah. it made me regret that, hey, I should have at least tried once and failed at least. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's a brilliant movie. Everybody should watch it. And the title is 12th Fail is because he has flunked his 12th standard twice. It's only on the third attempt. He passes it in the third division. And then he goes on to uh, make it to the uh, IPS uh, civil services exams. Whereas his competitors are all toppers from... IITs and the IMs uh, of India and that's the question he's asked that why should we choose somebody who has flunked his 12th standard versus people who have been toppers uh, all their life so uh, it's really nice I would highly highly recommend I think it's one of the best films in 2023 to have come out for sure so 12th fail is on my watch list for tonight like literally <laughs> Tonight, I'm going to be watching that film because I had it. So I had it saved to my watch list for a while now. I never got around to it. And almost every two days, I'm seeing someone either tweet something or post something like really nice <laughs> about 12th Fail. And it's been like on top of like the best film lists uh, from Bollywood. Yeah. You know, even like famous celebrities uh, are, have been talking about it. And even like people who watch Indian films from outside of India have remarked on it, on how different it is from the usual, you know, yeah. Bollywood fare and, I, and how it's so beautiful to watch. And I'll be honest, it's not like visually it is fantastic or it's, you know, uh, it's got the latest, I don't know, production value. In terms of production value, maybe it is not as high as all other films or what we are used to. But to me, like you said, right, it's the story. Does the film have a story? And I think what the director has done is... It's a fantastic story. It inspires you. It touches your heart. You find it relatable. And I think Vikrant, it's because Vikrant Masih has put his heart and soul in that character is why it just uh, sails through. And there's another guy, um, I forget his name, 
Bablu Bhaiya is the his mentor who becomes his mentor in his journey through these examinations. I actually saw him in a Grahan a series which is on Hotstar, uh, which was on the nineteen eighty four riots, and he plays a central role uh, in it as well. And he was very good, and he's equally good in the movie. So it's a very nice cast, and yeah, I I just don't see what's negative about this film. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I am a huge fan of Vikrant. Ma- Masi because in the few films that I watched him and he's he, he's not acted in like any huge films but he's always acted in films that do well in terms of like it's one praises for its story or Correct. for his acting whatever and he's always this trusty reliable kind of almost like how when Irfan Khan was starting out or yeah. Nawazuddin yeah, yeah, was starting out like they were never considered like Bollywood hero material hero but materials, they were so true. reliable in yeah the kind of films they picked and and I think he's following that path and I'm so excited for his future projects so that's another reason why I'm so excited to watch this film and even before watching it you know and just from what you're telling me and from what I've heard and it's a story that actually most people can identify with you know like yeah you know trying to make something out of your life and not just giving up you know, when adversity strikes, because it is kind of easy to do that, but to push past it and still keep fighting, still keep trying to move up. And I think that's something that's identifiable across cultures. Yeah. And I think that's why it's resonating. And it sounds like it's a, you know, a well-directed, very, well-acted very nice. film. So very nice film. Yeah, yeah. definitely going to be <laughs> watching that. Yeah, it's just the, it, um, it's the right uh, uh, kind of heartwarming film I needed to start my year with. And I, we watched it on 1st January, actually. <laughs> so absolutely, I would highly recommend it. Uh, my number two for uh, top five is a Marvel film, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, directed really? by James Gunn, uh, with a star cast led by Chris Pratt, Karen Gillan, Dave Bautista, Palm Clemente, Zoe Saldana, the voice of Bradley Cooper, and so many more. Uh, and the description on IMD, IMDb is, Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe in one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians, if not successful and once again, if you're not familiar with Marvel or superhero stuff, like you, you'll be again confused. But if you are, you know, you love a good superhero film and you love Marvel films, this is mm-hmm. one of the few Marvel films from recent years that I would recommend. Um, I, I think most people know now that Marvel has been struggling for a while now uh, with their films. Ever since the Avengers, uh, kind of like I think it was phase three, like that ended. People have been really struggling to connect with a lot of the films and shows that have come out since. Yeah, high uh, be- mainly because of the high volume of content. There's just so many yeah. of them, and it's so hard to keep track of. We like, you know, what happened to this character? Like, am I supposed to have watched three other films or shows? Correct. Um, correct. In that respect, in that respect, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is actually the the last film in the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. And yes, you would have had to have watched the first and second to truly get it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all worth it because, you know, amidst all of the struggles that Marvel has had in recent years, this film was a reminder of what a good superhero film is all about. And when Marvel mm-hmm. makes a good superhero film, like how great it is to watch it. Um, 
And the director, James Gunn, he's probably one of the best in the business when it comes to directing these kind of films. He's actually switching over to DC films now, but uh, he's directed the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I think I think he directed the previous two as well. Uh, and the thing that I loved about this film is that it reminded me why I have enjoyed Marvel films over the last two decades. I mean, behind all the glamorous, uh, behind all the special effects, behind all the crazy storylines and, you know, like the world is at stake, you know, you know, all of that stuff. <laughs> There's the best things that Marvel does are the humor, the charming uh, characters in the film and really a very emotional core uh, to, to their, to their, uh, to the film, you know, like you actually root for the characters and when there's something at stake, it, it you feel it, you know, most, uh, hum, uh, most action films and superhero films struggle to convey the stakes to, you know, the audience maybe yeah. because, you know, like, yeah, at the end of the day, the world is not really going to be destroyed. Everything is going to be fine. So it's a challenge these days. And James Gunn does an amazing job with, with the story and with the characters in the film where at the end, I'm, I've not, you know, of all the Marvel films out there, Guardians of the Galaxy is not like, my favorite uh set of characters yeah. but same, same he made me yeah. he made me enjoy them he made me root for them and at the end i was really sad that this was the last one which is really hard to say for most marvel films where you're like oh I <laughs> exactly wish, you know uh there were more where here i was like kind of sad um but at the same time like this is a good ending this is a good ending for right. this team of characters and again uh, a movie that I watched it in theaters and I was just like, this is an amazing movie experience and a reminder of what Marvel films were all about. So uh, definitely one of the best movies that I watched last year uh, and one of the best superhero movies that I watched in years. So yeah, <laughs> definitely my number two uh, for 2023. So number one, what? Well, it's not even a mystery, right? We've already had a to our episode on <laughs> you know i ever since i suggested this uh, idea for this episode i always knew there was only going to be one movie uh which is one of the reasons why i said you know what let's do this as a top five because we have talked all there is about your movie um exactly. so we can just you know it's it's fine there's always something to talk about this film and i it's not going to be a huge surprise for me but i'm very curious to hear your take on how this was so much better than all the other movies that you watched last year. It was so much better. One is obviously I have a Nolan bias, a big time. Look at the cast of this film. There is nobody who's a misfit. And I like guess I we should the... say for people who are still not in the loop, uh, this is Oppenheimer we're talking about. It is Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like I said, Oppenheimer will make for a great party game uh, to guess who is, guess who is the actor behind this character. It was fantastic yeah. in terms of how many actors turned up on your screen and how even the smallest of smallest roles turned out to be pivotal uh, in the storyline. It was, I loved the parallel storylines that went along. Uh, it's just a fantastic cinematic experience on every account. In terms of the story that it tackled, in terms that it makes you think about the actions uh, that 
Oppenheimer and the American government took uh, the justification of those actions. Uh, then what happened post the atomic bomb? We don't know what happens to Oppenheimer, right? Our our knowledge of history stops because obviously there's so much to read. You don't go and under, go and check what happened to Oppenheimer. What was the communist angle uh, to it? You you have no idea about these things. It's only afterwards that I went and read up. So. If you go into the movie not knowing what has happened to Oppenheimer after the uh, atomic bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it just, the movie blows your mind away, right? With all the twists and turns and the way he was uh, held responsible um, and how he was ostracized by the government. And to me, I think it's a great story to tell, but I think all the actors just took it to another level. Um they got under the skins of the character. And now when I think Oppenheimer, I think Killian Murphy. When I think Strauss, I think Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. Yeah. I mean, he was just amazing. So uh, Emily Blunt as uh, the wife of uh, Robert Oppenheimer. Um, she was fantastic. So I I don't know what to say, Benny. I loved the movie so much. I went and watched it twice <laughs> within a week in the theaters. That should tell you. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I didn't think any movie, this was July, right? So I didn't think any movie was going to blow my mind away this year after Oppenheimer. And that's what it stayed at. So it's forever. Uh, forget number one in 2023. I think it's in my top films of all time. If I have to uh, list out and think about my favorite films. Is it your times. favorite Christopher Nolan film? No, The Dark Knight remains my favorite Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> wow, okay. Because, like yeah, I said, I... Right, I went and watched Dark Knight again to make up my mind whether I like Dark Knight more or Oppenheimer more. No, I think I still like Dark Knight more. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, we, have, we have an entire episode on Oppenheimer, so yeah, I will so tell our listeners listen. if you haven't <laughs> listened to it yet, go check it out. It's the only movie that we did last year uh, about a movie from last year because current, every other movie was from previous movie, yeah. years. So, yes. uh, and it also featured a special guest uh, on it. So go check it out if you haven't. And I'll say that while I don't, it didn't make my top five. It didn't make my notable mentions. Yeah, I exactly. I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm stunned. <laughs> but I enjoyed Jawan. Let's talk about that how another does time. Jawan, how does Jawan make your notable mentions before Oppenheimer? <laughs> Benny, we will lose whatever little listeners we have. You realize this, right? <laughs> Maybe we should do a double feature on Oppenheimer and Jawan. Okay. <laughs> no, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, meeting. that's the I'm thing like, about... I'm like, if, this, if it's not in his top five and it's not in his notable mentions, seriously, how bad was Oppenheimer for you? It was not bad. I, I, I guess, I, I mean, I, again, uh, I'm rehashing something that I mentioned in the episode that we did on Oppenheimer. It's just that Oppenheimer was a great film that it was like masterfully made, directed, acted, story, visual effects the theme, everything. Um, but for me, what do I look for in a movie is really escapism. Some, some, something that doesn't necessarily remind me of the harsh realities of the world we live in and the stuff, no, uh, not history that God is here. <laughs> it was, was very well escapism. made. I enjoyed it the one time that I watched it. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the movie, it was like, it was great. But, you know, I'm not going to like, 
watch it again. Yeah, so that's the only reason. It's uh, it's not like I, I didn't enjoy it at all. I enjoyed it, but uh, again, that's a reminder of how movies are such a subjective taste for us all. Yes. Like you know, yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of people for whom Jawan is the number one film of the year. We won't get it, yeah. but <laughs> you know, that's how it is. Yeah, movies are subjective. Yeah. Um, no, no, definitely. But uh, I, I, I would go rewatch. It's also because I love history and I like war films. And there was a yeah. war film I had on my notable mentions, but because I enjoyed these, I thought that people, like I said, people may not want to watch serious, uh, heart wrenching, gutting films. Uh, I watched one which was All Quiet on the uh, Western Front, which is a German Western war Front. Film. Yeah, yeah, very good. When I think one of the very good war movies I have watched, uh, but again, I didn't meant I didn't put it on my notable mentions simply because I thought, oh my god, people will be like, "This is a depressing movie." Don't give us depressing movies to start <laughs> the start of the year. Yeah, but I like so I like yeah. war movies, and I th- I just thought Oppenheimer was such a brilliant storytelling experience, and the scenes were brilliant, the acting was brilliant. Like, yeah, I'll probably go watch it again, Benny. I I love it. <laughs> but can I say? So my number one film, funnily hmm. enough, is a movie set in the same time period uh, and kind of similar kind of background, similar kind of events. In fact, I would even go as far to say it's almost a direct fallout of the atomic bombing, like mm. kind of a direct mm. fallout of Oppenheimer's life and work. Uh, yeah. So I'll start with the description for the film, for the number one uh, film of mine. Post-war Japan is at its lowest point when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster baptized in the horrific power of the atomic bomb. <laughs> I guessed it. I movie, guessed it. <laughs> Godzilla minus one. This is my number one favorite movie of 2023. And I'm really surprised myself because, okay, so like I told you, First, when we decided, I thought, okay, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is going to be the one. Um, but then I was going through the list of the films that I watched, and I was like, Godzilla Minus One is actually probably the movie that I enjoyed more. And I was thinking to myself, okay, maybe it's recency bias because I watched it in the first week of December. Maybe that's why it still yeah. sticks fresh in my mind. So I told myself, okay, let me give it a week and then go back to it and see if you know this is the movie that I still like the most. Uh, and a week later, I, I, again, I went through the whole list of films that I watched and I kind of revisited, you know, the film. And I was like, you know what? No, this is my favorite movie from 2023. Um, and, and it's funny because, like, it's, like I was saying earlier, this is, you know, like you were talking about Oppenheimer and the atomic bomb. And this is actually tied in with it. Of course, it's a more fictional one. Godzilla is yeah. not real people. So yeah. <laughs> um, in, in that respect... It's kind of very similar, but I enjoyed this more just because it had a giant monster in it for one, and this taps into my childhood uh, kind I'm of like likes say, of watching. Men, like you know, men will never change on this aspect. Seriously, <laughs> I'm making yeah, a generalization, give, give and I might monsters. get trolled. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> no, but. Give me giant monsters, superheroes, robots. I'm all in. Like, if it's well-made, I'm all in. Um, so Godzilla Minus One is a Japanese film through and through. You know, like most Godzilla mm. films in the past years have all been American films. Yeah. Mostly been terrible uh, or just passable, you know. But this film, 
it's a fully it's a Japanese film through and through. I mean, you need to read subtitles to understand because there isn't a lot of like they show Godzilla a lot in the film, but it isn't as a lot as they would show in a typical Hollywood film with a lot of the effects and everything. Because at the end of the day, Godzilla minus one is really a story of redemption for this yeah. uh, Japanese uh, who used to be a kamikaze pilot, but he he just loses his nerve. He he ends up being labeled a coward because he doesn't do what is expected of him. He doesn't do his national duty, so to speak. Duty, okay. Which leads to a loss, which leads to many people losing their lives at one point. And so there are people who look down on him, people who call him a coward. And in the midst of this, you know, he he has this unconventional love story and essentially becomes a father. Um, and it's a story about redemption ultimately. And it's so, mm. so well acted. And it's amazing that I would, uh, I was telling my wife how to watch the film that I cannot believe a Godzilla film made me cry. Like at the end, of <laughs> because it was so emotional um, towards the end. And I was just like, uh, you know, any film that I think about for days after and any film that makes me like shed tears, that's a winner in my opinion. I mean, unless I'm crying because it was terrible, which yeah. hasn't <laughs> happened so far. But <laughs> but it was so beautiful because even if you took the Godzilla aspect aside, just that human story, right? Which most monster films, most superhero films, they really struggle to get it right is the human mm. part of it because everything becomes about like the visual, let's dazzle them with explosions and like these, you know, Transformers is one thing that comes to mind. It's just like... It's about just a visual spectacle. Yeah. Godzilla Minus One has all of that. It has all of the visual spectacle. And it's actually a throwback to the OG Godzilla films with you know the music and how the monster looks and all of that. So people who love Godzilla films, they will love this one as well. So that is already there. But the human aspect of it is what I enjoy the most because this guy, he is essentially, he's had this kind of encounter with Godzilla kind of during World War II or towards the end of World War II, he kind of completely freezes and ends up getting people killed. Uh, and then over the following years, like he kind of re starts to redeem himself. Like, you know, there are points where you mm. think like, it's better to lose my life because I'm a coward. But in the next few years, he forms these relationships has this unconventional um, love story and all of that. And then comes this, time when he runs into Godzilla again, so to speak. And he kind of, you know, no spoilers, but kind of spoilers. He saves the day at the end, but that whole journey of redemption, mm. which kind of similar to 12 fail, anytime we are, where you can identify with someone, you know, rooting for the underdog, wanting yeah. them to redeem themselves or wanting them to succeed, that makes it, and especially if it's well-written, that character and yeah. the story and well acted like you're all in. And that's how it was for me. And, and I think the biggest compliment I can give Godzilla minus one is even if you took out the Godzilla aspect of it, just the human part of it was just an amazing story. But if you now you throw on the Godzilla, uh, throw in Godzilla, throw in that nostalgic music and all the visual, you know, extravaganza, I'm like, this was like a perfect, like 10 out of 10 for me. I just like love the movie and, it's, it's the first Japanese movie that I've ever watched because uh, I cannot oh, recall having watched any other one uh, throughout my life. Oh. So 
I knew I know nothing about the actors, uh, the director, the director Takashi Yamazaki. Apparently, he is a Godzilla buff. He's made some other Godzilla films too, but these these are all like Japanese Godzilla films. Um, and the two lead actors, the the main guy uh, Ryonosuke Kamiki and the actress Minami Hamabi, they were just amazing. And I will highly recommend this for people who haven't watched it. You know, it's surprising. It did it did surprisingly well here in the U.S., uh, a country that's notorious for people who don't want to read subtitles when watching films. And the right. fact that this film did well, of course, it helped that it's a Godzilla film. But the fact that people yeah. still went and watched it and were like, all right, I'll read the subtitles. Uh, so that's a testament to how well this movie has done, but also really even regardless of the box office success. Like it was just an amazing movie to watch in the theaters. And I'm looking forward to it coming on streaming because I will definitely watch it again. So again. <laughs> yeah, in a way, Oppenheimer, Godzilla minus one, same era. One is highly fictionalized. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I absolutely loved Godzilla minus one, my favorite movie of 2023. Before we wrap up, um... Should we mm -hmm. just talk about movies that fried your brains in 2023, if that's the right <laughs> section? <laughs> I, you know, having talked about some really high quality films and Joan, um, I'm not even I like, sure I like that. You if we should talk about. <laughs> I mean, you know, for your sake, I did it because I, I don't think you would have wanted me to lump it in with Oppenheimer. Yes, please, so. Benny. You know, having talked about all these films, it almost feels like, should we even talk about any other films? But maybe just we can talk one. about one or two. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, just let's talk about one. What let's is your one. one big dud? Um, Rocky or Rani ki prem kahani just completely fried my brains. I know a lot of people loved it and all my friends in my family yeah. were recommending, you should go watch this. And I was like, if you know me, guys, you should not be recommending this film to me. They're like, no, your view about Karan Johar will change. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's never going to change. This makes it worse. <laughs> this movie was a joke. And the all everybody I see on social media is like, oh, this movie is all about modern day feminism. And it, you know, breaks all the shackles and it talks about uh, women liberation. And I'm like, what did you all watch? And what did I watch? Essentially, Karan Johar's team just took the five trending topics on social media put in five scenes around it and made this movie. I was like, give me a break. I think the only good thing I liked about the movie was Ranveer Singh, who carried off the... Uh, he was a very in-your-face character, right? Rocky, like very flamboyant and garish. And, but yeah. he just carried it off. And I think he was very good in the comedy scenes. Needs to step up on the emotional scenes. And because of him, I could actually wear the movie. And the one thing I really love about Karan Johar films <laughs> is the music. And even the music was a disaster. And I was like, this movie fried my brains. It fried my brains so much. I generally don't uh, rant long reviews about movies I'm not liked. Uh, <laughs> and I've not done that in a long time. But this made me do it. Uh, so yeah, Rocky or Rani is my pick for having fried my brains in 2023. You, Benny. <laughs> My pick is actually a movie that stars Shah Rukh Khan and Deepika Padukone. 
and it's not Joanna. <laughs> I know which one. I've like obviously <laughs> mentioned that as one of the movies I actually enjoyed. Uh, a movie that people, when it came out, people were like, oh, this is so good. This is a return to form for Shah Rukh Khan. And I was like so uh, hyped and I was so pumped for this film. And I watched Patan. I was scratching my head throughout the whole film. Did no, you no, watch no, I didn't it watch in the theater? theater. <laughs> okay. If you had watched it in the theater, maybe you would have been able to bear it. When it came on OTT, I was like, oh my God, why why were people liking this movie? There was, even in the theater, actually, I, was, I it was fun. Because they're like, I was watching it. it and I was scratching my head. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't understand what was so popular about this. Like, what, why do people like this so much? Because... I was watching it like just like my eyes were rolling and I was like, come on, no, can no. I, and I felt that, yeah, go ahead. No, as a, can I be honest? Like Shah Rukh had three movies this year, Pathan, Jawan, Donkey. None of them, none of them would have been any kind of hits if they were released in the decade of 2000 to 2010 when he was at his peak. Okay. They were just such... Mm poorly made like my, they were not even mindless entertainment like you need a good masala movie you have to go watch govinda movies okay those were good entertainment i mean these didn't even fit there like oh my god pathan was like john abraham contact and what were those stunts being pulled off i'm like if you guys are isi and <laughs> raw spice and if you're carrying this off in ussr yeah. you are going in jail for life nobody's getting you out of it yeah like there was no logic no logic at all but well, like, so I get it. here's what but... I'll say. You know, people might be like, wait a minute, you didn't like Patan, but you enjoyed Jawan. Like, you know, yeah, the thing I is, in Jawan, <laughs> okay, Jawan, <laughs> I actually liked the emotional component. I'm a sucker for like the father son relationship or like a mother son relationship. Those, I'm always a sucker for those kind of storylines. And especially like, you know, where they've been separated for such a long time. Oh, and, and the mother component, like Deepika Padukone's character in Joan was one of the best characters, even though some of it was like kind of laughable. I'm not going to mention that, but I was like, okay, I'm going to ignore this. This doesn't make yeah, sense, please. but I'm going to ignore it. <laughs> she, she was really good in it. And again, that whole mother-son relationship, like those parts of it, I enjoyed. Patan, it didn't have any of that, right? And even the villain, <laughs> John Abraham, yeah. was... Okay, Vijay <laughs> said that he was entertaining. He was entertaining in, in his role. John Abraham was just like, I don't even know what the word is. Like, he was just there. Like, he didn't yeah, strike yeah. me as anything, you know? So, Patan but I like was Dipika just, felt soulless. Yeah, but I like Dipika yeah, and Patan. Yeah. Like, I really liked her fight scene. And I think only she can pull off a fight scene in a sarong, okay? Like, she is, she looks gorgeous. <laughs> I don't comment yeah. much on her acting capabilities, uh, but I think she looks really gorgeous. So, yeah, I enjoyed her fight scene in Patan. I must say that. <laughs> I, I think it was probably more to do with, if I had just watched it without no expectations, I probably would have been yeah, like, okay, that's probably. fine. But given the hype and everything, you know, I went in thinking, oh man, this is going to be like amazing. And I think that just made it lose no, huge no, no. doubt for me. Um, yeah. I think it's just people wanted Shah Rukh Khan to succeed. Like they just wanted yes. one of his movies to do well. And I think that was a lot of goodwill that propelled that film. Also see, you have to realize it was coming on the back of three years of pandemic, right? With no big releases, no movie releases in the theater, etc. Yeah. It was like the first thing that came up. And obviously Shah Rukh and Deepika all 
great stars. It was mainly Shah Rukh. Actually, if you see, like I said, all three movies, if there was no Shah Rukh, there would be absolute duds. Like, Donkey is another which fried my brains in, in, in this uh, 2023. But I, it was still okay uh, compared to Rocky or Rani. So, yeah, Shah Rukh has the star power and the pull, which is why the films have done well. It's as simple as that. <laughs> well, with that, it's time to wrap up and uh, we'll just answer the one question, which is, what are you looking forward to in 2024? Or what kind of movies do you hope that you will discover in 2024? I I think we've watched so much, Benny. Like, So I go back to, again, childhood, college, where there was no social media, etc. Right? So you actually would get the trailer on the channels and then you would look forward to going to the theater yeah. now you know even if you miss the movie in the theater it's gonna come on ott anyways also ott does different kinds of films so i don't really have any expectations of what kind of films i want to watch uh if the trailer looks interesting if there is word of mouth or there is a buzz about the movie i will go watch it uh, it's as simple as that i would definitely prefer more thrillers to watch i guess i'm less of a romantic film person mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. <clears throat> but I am looking forward to Fighter. Do you know why? There's only one reason. No, there are two reasons. Uh, essentially, I think Rithik looks great. Rithik looks Rithik looks hot in, in the movie. <laughs> he, he always looks great. He's like a Greek <laughs> <looks> god. Yes, <laughs> he, he is. And it's about Air Force. And I'm like, oh, I'm I, like I said, right? I love army movies. And I'm like a total junkie for the, those kind of yeah. films. So yeah, I, I will watch. But for the first time in my movie watching... Uh, life <laughs> Deepika's character's name is Meenal Rator so I told all my friends nobody's saying oh. anything negative about the fighter <laughs> because yeah. so my friends are like oh Rithik is going to say your name for three hours on screen I'm like exactly oh that's God. the only reason I've got <laughs> you should save it as a ringtone or whatever when I <laughs> that's it <laughs> like we have become I've become reason. so shallow <laughs> I've become so shallow that's the only reason I'm gonna hey, go <laughs> movies are like I said I keep saying movies are a great way to escape and you know what it's fine to be shallow <laughs> when you're watching movies um, what about you I you know I want to watch a really smart uh, uh, so I'll, I'll say three movies that I'm looking forward to and I'll say what kind of movies that I hope to discover movies that I haven't heard of yet, but I hope I will, you know, it'll be a pleasant surprise. Uh, well, I'll start with that. I really want to see a well-made comedy, like an ensemble mm. comedy, like having some amazing actors together and just having like this, um, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, like we talked about Hera Fairy, right? Last year. Yeah. And um, I once something similar I, I want something similar today you know like in in this age and time I, I think everybody wants to do action films violent action films kind of superhero films I'm sure fine I enjoy those movies but I miss those from my childhood just watching like some yeah. actors with great sense of comic timing just like riff off each other and I think we're missing that in every industry these days um, yeah so I really hope we make more of those and we see more of those and uh, it'll be great if we can talk about that <laughs> you know, next year at this yeah. time, we can talk about one of those movies. 
um i hope so because like me, i said also last time that uh, people are very sensitive nowadays so the kind of humor that you would just let go in the past and not make a fuss about it anything and everything will be made up yeah big deal about it so um yeah in my opinion it will be tough act to pull off which is why we are not getting the all yeah. out comedy films well i the three movies that i'm actually looking forward to uh one each from each of the industries that i most closely watch uh from from um tamil cinema i'm actually watching uh, looking forward to this untitled collaboration which is expected to release sometime in 2024 it stars rajnikanth and directed by lokesh kanakraj who is probably the hottest director in tamil cinema right now he's he's working with all the top actors mm-hmm. uh he worked with kamal hasan he worked with vijay uh, for leo um he is he has got so much promise so much potential uh it's been kind of a mixed bag at times but he's probably like the best when it comes to action films and him collaborating with rajnikanth i'm so excited because it's this uh collaboration between like my childhood you know favorite star someone who i watched for three decades favorite. uh to my current like favorite director so i'm really looking forward to that um in hindi i'm actually looking forward to kalki i think it's 2098 80 starring prabhas really? what's this um, movie So it's supposed to be like this science fiction um kind of film set oh, in 2098. Okay. It also features Amitabh Bachchan, Kamal Hassan and really? quite a few other actors in it too, but starring Prabhas. Um I'm just looking forward to it mainly because it's science fiction and there's a lot of money. It actually featured at Comic-Con here in the US. So oh. uh I'm looking forward to it. Uh I don't know India's always struggled with making good science fiction films and yeah. so I'm hoping this will be it'll break that pattern so I'm definitely looking forward to that and a similar movie but in Hollywood would be uh Dune 2 the oh, yeah. s- sequel and starring Timothy Chalamet so yeah. uh I'm actually looking forward to that and um uh, I think even Furiosa so th- those are like kind of like science fiction action you know in that in that genre so uh These are the movies I'm looking forward to and hopefully it'll bring us more to talk about on this podcast. So, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up this episode and uh to our listeners, thank you for listening. Uh please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram or handle us at underscore talking talkies. Subscribe to the podcast for the latest episodes. And do spread the word about this show or even just give us feedback. Just reach out to us if you're enjoying this. Just let us know that you're listening, that you're what you like or what you don't like about it. And if you want us to feature any movie uh on the pod, uh, just do let us know and we'll be happy to talk about that. Uh until then, this has been your host Benny and Meena. And we'll see you at the next movie.